Hello, hello, and welcome to the other side of happiness with your host, Bernadine, your motivational coach. Today, I want to talk about my proudest as well as weakest moment in my working career history. I firstly want to start off with saying that a lot of the times we feel that we constantly need to go, we constantly need to push as women, we need to always work four, five, seven, 20 times harder than our partners. This is true. It still happens. It's still happening. And a lot of the times the whole being submissive gets confused with being supportive and that partnership. On my podcast, I speak about things that we frequently don't talk about and why it's important and how it has impacted my life, as well as giving you some coaching prompts. Today, my goodness, when I think back to this, I'm like, wow, that that was like a real cry for help. Like what on earth happened? And with the comments that I said at the start, this will make a lot of sense as I continue. I am a hospitality expert. I am manager extraordinaire, HOT. I'm good with systems. I'm good with training staff. I'm excellent at these things. What I also was, was a workaholic. And I enjoyed the control of things because of how my life had panned out and how my life story was written, the fact that I could control nearly everything and that included the fact that my staff could get hold of me any time, day, evening, I always had my phone on me. I wanted and needed to be in control and I did not know how to switch off. What would happen when you overwork seven days a week, you're constantly going, I did speaking engagements, I showed up for so many other stuff, excluding resting. And this is part and partial to to today's topic. My proudest moment was me negotiating with my gynecologist dates on a operation. The date that he wanted did not work for me. Yep, you heard me. It didn't work for me. Quick backstory. I have endometriosis and that is an inflammation of the womb and other parts of your body. Go and Google it. Um, the podcast not about that. It's about the fact that I negotiated with my gynecologist and I rearranged the dates because I said, I'm not doing this. This falls on month in my payroll. And the proudest part is the fact that none of the staff knew. At this point, we were running four stores and I used to pop in and the staff did not really see each other and um, partner was like picking up my errands of driving stock, etc., checking up on things. So none was the wiser. Up until I think it was the third day when I was in hospital and one of my managers told me, I am so sorry, I did not even know that you were in hospital and I was messaging you and texting you. I'm so sorry, I didn't know that. And I was like, no, it's fine, don't worry, this is what I do, I never switch off. I'm always in work mode. And I was proud of this. When in actual fact, it was a cry for help. 
what had happened is my body because you must remember our body remembers trauma remembers things that we do to it which is why right now you might have a back or a knee or whatever ache as you get older and you forget what you put your body through when you were younger i didn't rest i never rested i didn't know how to rest fast forward to a few years later i went and i saw a therapist for this exact reason in terms of I want to be present with conversations. I don't want my mind to be all over the place. I was one of those people that I used to get so frustrated if you were talking utter nonsense and rubbish to me. Like when it came to training my staff, I had patience and tolerance. But when it came to you wasting my time, I didn't have that. I used to cut people off in my younger managing career. I I was good at managing, but I didn't want to hand over that control. So I was well-liked. People came to me with the issues. I got it resolved. And as I aged with wisdom, I learned a thing or two. Needless to say, even before COVID happened, I saw the writing on the wall. I did some forecasting where the recession had started basically semi in 2017 because our numbers were down, statistics. And yes, this is the part where you guys get to see that, ha, she's not just a pretty face. I'm good with numbers, budgets, all things related to running a business. I'm powerful in this. I am a powerhouse. You want me on your team. Let me tell you that. And I had a staff member that told me this one day, if ever I have a business, I want you running it because it will always succeed. I want to read to you a little segment on why rest is important according to science. Research has shown that resting is vital to humans' mental and physical health, given its great benefits to our immune system, stress management, mood, decision-making, creativity, and work productivity. However, what is less known is how to rest well. Resting can be natural, like sleeping or running. Why is rest a thing that we struggle with? Why? Because we're not taught to rest. We're not taught to rest. That is simple. When you're in kindergarten, when um, you're starting your academic career, there's naps involved. Classes are shorter, and then without any or much warning, your classes are longer, your breaks and recesses are shorter, and then you have work where you've got a 15-minute tea time, an hour lunch break if you're happy, another 15-minute tea time. And if you were anything like me, I didn't have even lunch. I worked at this one very well-known hotel And I never used to take a lunch break. I actually had to leave that job because my burnout was showing its ugly face again. Because the pressure was so much and people knew that I would work hard and do well and they took advantage of it. There's no two ways about it. I got taken advantage of because I had such a good, a little bit over the top work ethic. I want to ask you right now, And this is something that might hurt a little bit or it might make you think, what type of boss are you if you are a boss? Are you a slave driver? Are you somebody that's likable? Are you giving your staff rest? Because let's face it, we're all about the money. 
We're all about money. We're all about numbers. We're all about that. But when I sat down with my partner and I told him, we need to shut down and not open on a Sunday. And everyone will still get paid for this day. He was like, what the hell are you talking about? And when I started doing that, do you know how the work performance improved? There were people, including myself, that hadn't been to church in like two years, that hadn't been to a family event. And when I started restructuring the way that we ran the company in a sense of those with kids, I used to speak to people that were um, single or they were dating, but they didn't have kids to swap Saturdays and weekends with somebody who did so that they could go to a fun fair or event and be present for their child. Work ethic skyrocketed. Things were moving well and forward. Everything was doing great. And it made such a change. So again, what type of what type of boss are you? What type of colleague are you? Do you um, send emails till at twelve o'clock at night? I used to do that, except I was clever enough to change the time to the next morning because in the past I used to message people at like twelve one o'clock because my brain was racing. Racing. The one thing that has helped me is meditation. Prayer first, meditation. Everyone says this. If everyone is saying this, it must work. And I'm telling you now that it does work. Last night I had, um, during the day yesterday, a very difficult conversation. And my brain could not switch off. And I was so close to just like waking up and going onto social media or watching some more TV. Instead, I closed my eyes. I focused on my breathing. I was like, all of these issues are still going to be there tomorrow. You need to understand that resting is as powerful as doing. And here's why. The mind is like a computer. If it's too full, it stops working. You need to press reboot on a computer or your phone. You need to remove data. You need to make space. You need to clear things. You don't do this. We don't do this. We're not taught to rest. We're not taught to value resting. We're not taught to switch off. And look here, I'm sure you're the type of person that's moaning at your kids and everyone else on social media and they need to get off their phone and watch less TV. But look at yourself. Manage yourself. You on your phone constantly. You're not making time for anything else. You're moaning and complaining that you're in a dead-end job, but you're not willing to do anything about it. One thing that helps me when my brain is overstimulated, and it does get so easily overstimulated. I work and I travel quite a lot. And when I spend time in New York, I'm so overstimulated. The only thing that helps me is a brain dump. Everyone talks about this. Everyone, the greats, people that you follow, but we don't do it. We all want the results without putting in the effort. Brain dump is when you write down everything that bothers you, thereby making space in your mind. It makes space. It creates space. Like on your phone right now, if you go and you see all the photos, some of it is utter nonsense, but why you hold on to it? Why you keep taking photos? You need to figure out how you are going to look after your future self. I used to always tell people, because people used to judge me in terms of money that I was spending on certain things that were more um, 
for me rather they needed going to the spa resting buying something that would make my life easy investing in my skin i've got amazing skin i'm 35 and i promise you people never believe it they think i'm like 28 or 26 because i looked after my skin i made sure i drank a lot of water a lot of tea there was the you know moments where we overindulge in alcohol and that's fine too but people used to like make fun of this. I want to live long and healthy. I do not want to buy back my health with the money that I made when I was young. And I used to tell people this. I don't want to use my wealth to buy back my health. I used to train. I joined the gym. I did a lot of things. I've got a, a brief modeling um, career background too. So I understand how stuff works. Today, my coaching prompt is very simple. Look deep and ask yourself, what type of boss are you? What type of person are you to be around? Are you adding to somebody's pressure? Because that is what society teaches us. As women, we need to work harder. We need to push. We need to not show any feminine power. We need to just show hardcore. We need to... Flipping, just go, 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 go. When a man is assertive and he knows what he wants, he's a boss, he's a leader. When us females are, it's different. But it's also because of the way that we carry ourselves. I have learned that being gentle and feminine does work. As my leadership and management style changed, I think there was only two times in the last three years where I completely lost my call in front of my staff. And I went back and I apologized to all of them. Because when you're a leader, you can't do that. You cannot do that. You need to make sure that you are trustable, that people will come into work. I was working at places and I could get staff to do things that people that were working there for 10 years could not simply by how I approach them, how I treated them, how I help them. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You just have to ask yourself these questions and you need to go, okay, this is what I want my life to be like and go for it. If you are sitting and you feel stuck right now, how, do, how can you get unstuck? Go and redo your resume. Go and take a free online class. Mel Robbins is one of the, the people that's got the free, the high five habit. Go and Google her. She's got, um, it's another one called The Reset. I haven't done The Reset yet. But it's a free resource. But just do something. Because the world's going to pass you by. And before you know it, you're going to be so outdated. And you're going to have been such a hard-ass, bad-ass leader that you're there alone. Like in the movies. Movies, I think, portray a lot of falseness in the sense of how we should live. Because the majority of the time, a successful woman is by herself. And that's not how it is. That's not how it should be. And by me saying this, you're realizing now that this is the truth. You are watching a show right now where the most successful person is alone. I don't want to be alone. I want to be fun. I want to be surrounded by people. I want to listen to someone's story about their life and be interested in it. I want to know that 
in the future when I maybe have work colleagues or my employees, I want to I want to be able to know what's happening with their kids when their birthdays are. I don't want to emotionally distance myself from them because I want to be a badass leader. Today, I went deep. I went heavy. But sometimes you've got to do it. you got to do it to get the life that you want, to change things. On a happy note, I want to let you know that you are amazing, you are wonderful, you are a work in progress, and you are allowed to be anything and everything that you want to be. You can follow me at your underscore motivational coach on Instagram. I'm busy with a mini course as we speak. On my Instagram bio, there's a link to get into my free female forward coaching community where I either go live or I do a recording that gets posted every Monday. And you are listening to me because I'm using the amazing and wonderful Anchor app. Bye for now.